Hello and welcome to No Refunds, a nonsensical ramblings podcast. We're here to talk about video games, movies, comics, TV, and everything in between. My name is Dwight, and joining me today are... Tiffany. And... Alex. All right. Whoop, whoop. Um, so, this is uh, episode zero, so we're giving this kind of a trial run here. Um, so let's go ahead and let's start off with some introductions. Uh, who you are, what you've been playing. Uh, this being the first episode, we should uh, just kind of introduce ourselves. So You're going to make me go first? Yes, I am. Okay, I'm Tiffany. Um, oh, man, what have I been playing? I've been really into Fantasy Life on what's, the 3DS. What's that? It's kind of like a little... I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of RPG-like, kind of Pokemon-like. Um, okay. I'm Yeah, I don't really know how to describe it. I just know that it's fun. Or like it's kind of like Sims. It's like all these little different elements into it. Uh, and it's like an action-adventure type <laughs> it's game? Kinda, type yeah, thing, it's kind of action-adventure. It's more like an RPG than anything else, I think. Oh, cool. And have you been enjoying it? Yeah. That's a... I'm an alchemist. An alchemist. You, get to, you get to pick all your, you know, you get to pick a life for yourself so there's all the different things like a paladin and you could be a you could be a cook i'm like i'm gonna get a freaking alchemist that's pretty bold that's awesome to start with. science yeah science what are the other questions i have to answer i don't know have you been watching anything else besides uh, the stuff that you've prepared for the, the i don't podcast? know i know we've been watching um what is it superstore yeah that's right the uh, nbc that's really fun it's bring uh, back the retail days yeah that is like actually really enjoyable having it's- some uh, PTSD like flashbacks of being it, in the trenches at Home Depot. It's a it's a show about working basically in like a big box store. Right? Yeah. Oh, like it's clearly a, Walmart. Well, yeah. Obviously. Clearly, you can tell from there. There's their no name question. Tags. What's the name of the America? America Fer- Ferrera. Ferrera. She produces, she's, she produces it. She's and awesome. She stars in it. So and she's she was lovely. On Ugly Betty, yeah. I think. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. Pass awesome. it off. Alex, what have you been uh, playing and or watching and or doing? Reading anything? Oh, uh... We don't want to talk about what he's been doing. Um, Sick burn. Nice. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Destiny, obviously. Destiny, yeah. Uh, yeah, like a lot of Destiny. Uh, I just got it. I've been playing it with you. Yeah, I so, can, so you know... I, I'm <laughs> aware, I'm aware. You can it's attest to being the like, that, hey, what are you playing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Last night. I've been playing a whole lot of Destiny. Uh, been enjoying it? Oh, yeah. That game's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't... I don't think I last weekend I went and saw the Oscar Oscar showcase at oh, cool. AMC. What's the Oshkers? The Oshkers? It's yeah. like the Oshkosh Bagoshkers. Yeah, yeah what's like, that? It's kind of like Oshkosh Bagosh, but for the Oscars. Cool. Uh, well, which four did you see? Uh, oh God, uh, now I need to remember. Brooklyn, Spotlight, The Martian, and The Revenant. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's a pretty good swath of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Brooklyn, but uh, the other three are awesome. Always fun. Uh, and me, I've also been playing Destiny uh, quite a bit, uh, as Alex can attest to. Oh well, uh, Tiffany's been in the room all the <laughs> I've been watching. It, and she's been and hearing me it. yell yeah. because when my lag, my, my connection is horrible, I get very grumpy. Um, but other than that, I've also been playing. Uh, I recently downloaded Pokemon Yellow for the Nintendo 3DS. Oh, nice! That yeah, game's not like 20 years old. It's not. Uh, it's actually only a couple of weeks old because they just re-released it. Um, <laughs> But that brings us into our first topic, which is uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, they've announced a brand new Pokemon game. Uh, this will be the seventh generation. It's supposedly launching uh, in 2016. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, are you guys excited for the new Pokemon game? You know, uh, like I haven't been excited for many Pokemon games since I was like 10. Are you being serious? Oh, yeah. Like I, I, the last one I actually got like a little excited for was mm-hmm. X and Y. Because well, I that was at like this three point, years ago at this point, point I had a 3ds. Oh, okay. So that was like the first one I had the system to play it on. Oh, so you haven't played so any I, really since before? No. So were I, you ten three years ago? No, no. What I'm saying is like the last time I was really excited for a game was 
gold and silver. Oh, oh that was, like, I think that's but, my favorite generation. But X and Y, since I had a 3DS, I, I got a little excited for it, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't really get my Did hopes up. Did you pick up. it up? or? Play oh, yeah. I, pl- I played uh, X, and I really liked it. So yeah. I'm really excited. I'm, for I'm looking forward to this new one. Oh, um, yeah, because yeah, I played. I've, I've pretty much played every single Pokemon game except for Generation Three, which was Ruby and Sapphire. I didn't pick that up until right before Diamond and Pearl came out, mm-hmm. uh, which is Generation Four. Nice. Um, I got nerd. the emerald version. I am a nerd. I like this stuff. You guys leave me alone. It's on the agenda. You guys could hey, say no if you didn't want to talk. About I it, can't really. talk because every time you play a Pokemon game, I'm like, can you can you name a Pokemon after me? Every can single I be time. On your, can I be on your team? And she says, and he says no every time. No, well, no I always no. name one and then I just put it in the box. Just, I show it to her. I, I pick a cute one. I name it because I'm never going to use it on so the team. Yeah, yeah I'm like, trubbish. can I? Be- <laughs> I would be that mean. You're like, I'm going to name uh, my trubbish after. I'm like, can I be cute? God, if they have, if trubbish comes back, I'm just going to incinerate it in a fire. I hate Trubbish. It's the worst Pokemon ever. Um, so, what do you guys expect? They haven't announced anything really besides like the release date, and then it's coming in, out in nine languages. In the logo. In the logo, yeah. yeah obviously. Um, is What do you guys think that the new starter Pokemon are going to be like? See, I'm that's, weird that's because I've only played Y. That's yeah, like that's right. that, like I played a little bit, like I think red and blue back in the day, but like I didn't get into Pokemon until like, I don't know, six months ago, which is really weird. I'm kind of late to the game here. Um, wrong with that. It's awesome. So I'm kind of interested to see. I don't know because why was very easy to easy to pick up, easy to learn. So mm-hmm. I'm like, how can they expand upon that? I I didn't get you know super far into it. I did a couple gyms, but I don't know. Like, what else could they do to make it better? I don't know. You won't know until they do it. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> Insightful. Already. I have nothing else to go on. I'm no, like, I don't know. I, I I'm willing to bet that they're going to um, make it. Because the last one was really easily accessible for new players, so mm-hmm. I yeah. see them going that direction. It was even really more. simple. It was, yeah. and it, it actually I liked it because it shook up the structure a lot. The last one, because um, I don't know if you've played any of the older ones, you, you tend to just like boom, 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 hit all the gyms in a row. Yep. This one had a stretch of like four hours where there was literally no gym, and it was all just developing the right. plot of the mm-hmm. land. Yeah. And, and my, my only issue with X and Y was that they give you an XP share like right at the very beginning of the game yeah. and I was like this just breaks the game it made it so easy to, the, the way they <laughs> yeah. changed the XP share from yeah. like the older games it's not, not to get too inside baseball on this that's but, okay like, I, I felt really cheating. bad that drove me insane about I felt awful I was like I'm cheating and Dwight's like no the game gives it to you it's okay right. yeah, I'm like, exactly. yeah, well, that, but, that's my theory when playing games but if all the my game <laughs> gives you something then it's how it was intended right. to play but I'm like my entire team and it was an XP share all like it'd be one thing if it was just like you put it to one person well that's how it used to be I think that's how it was yeah that's how it was in the first well the first uh, generation was, was gold and garbage. silver yeah. and gold and silver yeah. the yeah. first generation was weird because like it, it it was a cool idea but it would take like seven hours for it to go through every single person right. because the Game Boy was so slow right yeah so but anyways uh, speaking of the starters I have uh, a little thing here that uh, I think is an interesting little theory on how the starters tend to go okay Ooh. and I have made predictions for what I think the starters are going to be oh okay okay so, for the fire types, this is this is fascinating to me. Um, for this the fire types, fascinating to you. Every single fire type starter has been based off of the Chinese, uh, an animal in the Chinese zodiac. This is okay. way too much um, research on the Charmander is no, based like on the this. dragon. Sidnequil is based on a rat. Torchic is a rooster. Um, Chimchar is a monkey. Oh. Uh, T pigs a pig, obviously. And Fennekin. This is the f- biggest stretch because it's like a fox, but it's based on the dog. So that leaves okay. six other that. animals, ox, tiger, rabbit, snake, <gasps> goat, and horse. It's probably going to be one of those. If it's a tiger, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. I hope it's a rabbit. but no, I think a tar- tiger. A tiger. I, I'd like it to be a rabbit. Yeah, that'd be really cool. There's only one other rabbit type of Pokemon right now, the low punny. So I'm willing. That was just off the top of my goddamn head. Nice. Wow. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, so that, that that I think is really cool. Like I think it's really awesome like how they have these pa- patterns. Uh, water types, they are never a fully aquatic animal. Like they have to do with the water, but they're never like a fish or a dolphin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so a squirrel was a turtle, you have a turtle was a crocodile, mudkip was a thing called an axoloth, which I think Oh is yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. They're it, really cute. Yeah, it's yeah, She knows so everything like, about yeah. cute animals. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I know the axoloth. Oh, the axoloth. Oh, obviously. Yeah. It's cute, so um, I know. It's super it. cute. Piplup was a penguin, Oshawa was a sea otter, and Froakie was a frog. So like they're oh. they're all things that have to do with the water, but they're not fully yeah. like they don't fully What live about in a tiger on water skis? Oh yeah. Oh, like okay, Tony so the tiger. So yeah. all the starters are gonna be tiger. Obviously. Maybe a tiger shark, but that that breaks it. I would like to see a hippo. I think that would be awesome. That would be adorable. Oh, yeah, it would be so she'd adorable. Like it. Yeah, she would. Is there any? There's no hippo type. There's Pokemon? a hippodon, which is a. It's based on sand. Why did so, I ask? Why did I ask? Why? <laughs> it's, it's a sand-based one, so like it's not doesn't have to do with water. So I think that would be cool. Huh. Right, right. Um, and so for grass, this is, is also really cool. If you look at the way that the the um, is they, it really cool? Uh, maybe. The I mean, grass Pokemon is, all are, they, they've are literally they, they've been going up the evolutionary chain. So Bulbasaur um, is clearly a dinosaur because of like yeah, the way yeah, his yeah. Neck structure yep, is. Yep. Um, Chikorita becomes a Brachiosaurus, like it, uh, bay leaf has like the long right. neck. Uh, oh. Trieco evolves into a Dilophosaurus, which is almost like a raptor style. Um, Turtwig ends up looking like an Ankylosaurus, um, and huh. then Snivy is like a snake. Yeah, and, and um, the last one, Chespin. Is based <gasps> off of a megastrodon. A mega chestnut. The, sure. Well, yeah, basically. Mega chestnut. Yeah, yeah obviously mega chestnut. <laughs> I love um, chestnut. Which is, it was the first um, documented mammal. So they're, they're, oh. they're slowly evolving that out is of it. cool. So, so I think it would be cool to see like a bird or some sort of like next step of evolution. This I don't is, know what the next step is. I know I'm kind of making fun of it, but it is kind of interesting that there is, there, it's not just a random thing like, oh, we're going to make a trash bag. You know, well, they I mean, did. They, they, they did. I know yeah, they trubbish. did, but Come full there's circle. some there's some logic to the way that they're picking the starters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Specifically yeah. the starters. I think never would have thought of that. Somehow the, the grass type always ends up being the worst. Oh, easily. Yeah. No, easily. Chesspin was awesome. No, He's my no. Fro- Froakie was broken. Fro- uh, yeah, yeah. Like, the, uh, Greninja. Yeah, Greninja was awesome. so broken. I will give you that. No, but I actually 100 percent agree. I think that Chestnut and our Chesspin and its evolutions were better than the Fennekin evolutions. Oh, the final evolution of Fennekin. Looked stupid. Oh yeah, it did not look <laughs> awful. At all. So I, now I, who's picking them based like, on their looks? Um, well, I, yeah, I like. Well, it was also I'm, fire psychic. I'm sure she has this problem. Like uh, all the starters, you don't want them to evolve. No, I don't. They get uglier. Yeah, that's Chespin very gets true. more adorable, and I love him more and more every time. Oh yeah, he evolves. The, the next one he evolves into is well, <laughs> Chespin just, was so so ridiculous because so it was cute. It, like he started off like an adorable little rat thing, and then he evolves into literally a chestnut, like a nut, <laughs> and then he evolves into a goddamn tank. Yeah, Lab. he's awesome. Um, <laughs> he's the man. So, it's pretty cool. All right, uh, what do you guys? What would you guys like to see for for starter Pokemon? You well, I. I was just kind of joking and throwing things out there, and I was like, there should be an ice cream cone Pokemon. And you kind of put the kibosh on that because you said there was already an ice cream Pokemon. Yeah, there already is one. I forget what it's called, but it starts off as a regular ice cream, then it becomes a a double ice cream scoop. Oh, nice. That's not weird. No, it's not. (laughs) I just just want... I, no matter what it is, I'm going to pick the water starter because that's just what I always that, do. Me too. I've always done so, water starts. Uh, I don't care what the other starters are because I'm going to love my water starter. How about a blade of grass 
that evolves into a plant that evolves into a lawn. So like, a lawn. Like, I like it. A lawn. Yeah. And then Rotom comes in and it's uh, in its lawnmower form and just destroys. it. I want a cheeseburger Pokemon. Oh, oh you okay. want a David Hasselhoff? Pokemon? Honestly, if there can be a trash oh, bag Pokemon, he eats a cheeseburger oh, when Hasselhoff, he's drunk. Hasselhoff. I think, yeah. I think he meant Duchovny, and I was because I was thinking no, of files. No, he's like, addicted what? to intercourse. Oh, that's another reference. <laughs> I like your idea for a cheeseburger Pokemon though, and like well, and then it could evolve into like a cheeseburger and fries, like a and double a fries and milk <laughs> and a drink. <laughs> but like. If it can be a trash bag Pokemon, like the sky's the limit. Yes, but we don't like the trash or, bag Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like that's the opposite of the sky's the, the limit. Sky. <laughs> that's like we're dragging the bottom of the dumpster at that point. Hey, hey, it's all good. If you say so. I do say so, actually. Okay, moving on. Um, so the Oscars were last weekend, literally a, a, a week from today. Uh, in the past, uh, with the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, you know it. That's, that's one today. way to say that's it. One way to do it. Uh, Alex, I know past. you um, are really into movies and, and the Oscars in general. Um, what were your thoughts on this year's Oscars? Um, I thought this year's Oscars was, I mean, in terms of the awards, sure, pretty predictable. Really? Uh, yeah. The only uh, categories that really caught me off guard were uh, Best Supporting Actor and uh, Best Visual Effects. Best Supporting Actor... I was a little bit shocked as well, and like this might be just my ignorance of the people who are starring in these. The only per- the person who won was the guy who I'd never heard of. Right. Like I, I obviously I knew everyone else who who was nominated. And I had, see that that, and that I wasn't my that. problem with it. Oh, uh, sorry. My problem with it was like uh, Sylvester Stallone was building up a lot of uh, winning all the awards at all the other award oh, shows oh, okay. going into so, it. And I had originally thought Mark Rylance, the guy who did win, mm-hmm. was going to win all those other awards. Oh. So when I saw him lose all of them, I was like, oh, Stallone's going to win. So in my predictions, I was like, okay, Stallone's a lock. And then the one time I don't pick Mark Rylance. So you literally got every single option for this wrong. Right. Because like you, you always thought it would be this guy, Mark right. Rylance, yeah, and it was yeah, Stallone. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, so that one like caught everyone off guard. No one was expecting Stallone to lose. Period. Really? Oh, yeah. That's good. Um, Not good. And then for visual effects, everyone thought Mad Max was going to win because... Didn't it win? It didn't. No, no, no. Ex Machina won. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mad Max is a great movie, but Ex Machina, I feel like, deserved that just for, like... The indiness of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm glad Ex Machina, I can now say, is an Oscar-winning film because it was my second favorite movie of the year. Like, I love that movie. What was your first favorite? Mad Max. Oh. <laughs> Mad Max. Um, but, like, uh, everyone was saying it's either going to go to Mad Max or The Martian. And Ex Machina was, like, the bottom bottom choice for, for everyone wow. that, that was talking about it. So that, that was a pleasant surprise for me. That's good. So uh, Best Picture, Spotlight. Yeah. Great movie or greatest movie? Great movie. <laughs> okay, I've never seen it. It's um, it was I a very seen good any movie. Of these. You've seen The Martian. I've seen The Martian. That was it. That's the only one that you've seen? Mm-hmm. You didn't see Mad Max? Oh, yeah, Mad Max, obviously. Oh, dear God. Okay. Oh, my God, yeah. Thank you. I'm thinking Best Picture stuff. Yeah, that, that was Mad Best Max Picture. Oh, yeah, it was. Best Picture. Yeah. I'm, I didn't watch the Oscars, just uh, full full disclosure. So. Yeah, me either. Full disclosure. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So, this, this is all is Alex. This all is all Alex. Okay, so um, going back to like this, the Oscar ceremony... Um, you know, it was all revolving around Oscar's so white. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard Chris Rock had, like, some funny things to say so, about that. Or yeah, was Chris, it? Chris Rock did have some funny things to say about it in his opening monologue. But then he was just beating a dead horse all night. And I can understand why he did it, but I tuned out. Like, 
every time he came on stage, I was just done. Like really? a- after the first huh. half hour, I was just like, nah, I I don't want more of the same over and over again. Can't, can't you change it up a little bit? Yeah, I guess that's isn't that kind of like, oh. Hasn't it also already been addressed too? Like with like the, well, they've, yeah, they're they, changing the way the voting is going to work yeah, for next year. So they've talked about that, and um, the I don't know her name. The president of the um, academy We're came, came out came out and said it, and she was like, "Yeah, we we changed things during her little speech thing." Oh, like she she like actually addressed yeah. It during it, that the happens ceremony. every every ceremony. The president comes out and gives a little speech, and she addressed it. During oh, well, her that's speech, so that's that's good. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, you know. So, um, not much to talk Mad about. Mad Max winning six awards. Did you see that coming? Yes. Like, really? I, I, I actually expected it to win one more in visual the effects. Visual effects. Um, but it's a, I, I think it's really interesting that Mad Max wins the majority of the technical awards, but it didn't win all the um, like picture, actor, well, see, obviously. Well, my, my, actor, my big problem, I didn't expect it to win Best Picture mostly because. Best picture normally goes to something that's a little more politically relevant. Artsy fartsy. Yeah, artsy fartsy. So I, I expected that to either go to Spotlight or The Big Short or Revenant. They were all kind of mm-hmm. in the race. Um, I wanted George Miller to win Best Director, though. I, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really upset that he didn't. I, I think it's insane that Inaritu won for a second year in a row on a movie that's it's visually stunning, which is why it won Best Cinematography, but I don't really know how much Inaritu did to earn that award. <laughs> well, that, are, are, are you saying, because isn't there like rumors that like someone else, like a second unit director did a lot? On right, the, on right. Really? The, the, there's a, well, there was so much shooting to be done in so yeah. many, yeah. like, such a big area. Like, I'm not surprised there's a big second unit director, but like. George Miller, come on. I know. Like, anyone who's seen Mad Max. I loved it. I I went into that. I have never seen. I know nothing about Mad Max. And and Dwight, you were like, oh, let's go see it. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't know. I have free passes. I believe it was not. Yeah, sure. Do we have to? Okay, fine. Fine. That was like spot on Tiffany impression. impression. That was really, really, really deep voice. Spot on. That was not. Fine. Whatever. (laughs) I'm over it. But I freaking loved it. It was just so good. And then when we were watching, um, I watched a video about how they did the cinematography and how everything was just framed in this, like all the action took place in the center. So you literally didn't have to like do this thing where in some movies, like we'll get to it follows later, but when you're looking around the screen, like what's going on? Yeah. But like Mad Max, you could just look at the screen and be like, Action, action, action. And it was, just, everything was it so was great. It was so perfectly storyboarded. Yes. Like you, can te- you can tell because yes. it was so when, good. when you're filming all of those cars in the middle of the desert, like <laughs> you have to have storyboarded all of that beforehand Easily, yeah. to make sure that it all... Yeah. So they, yep. they knew exactly where the camera was going to be before they even flew to Namibia. Like, oh, yeah. They knew it all. It was so perfectly planned. Like, yeah, but George like, Miller, come on. This is, the, this is his only chance to win an Oscar. Anyone going from Happy Feet 2 to Mad Max? <laughs> is a, to Mad Max 4. Director. Mad Max 4 deserves a Best Director nod. I agree. Oh, and he also looks 
really suave at the at the award <laughs> ceremony. He? He's, he had like those orange glasses on that he always wears, oh my God. like with the orange shades. Oh, um, that's too funny. He oh, looked geez. awesome. That's it was. Good. And every, everyone that accepted an award for Mad Max was dressed really funny. <laughs> like, uh, the woman who won for costumes, I Oh, believe, people had, were pissed this, about that. Had this biker jacket on that had the um, logo for the, yeah. um, what do they call the, War Kids. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Giant Valhalla. Chrome Valhalla. Um, their logo on, on the back in, like, bedazzled red. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Like, jewels. And she and wore mad jeans. about it. People were mad about it. I thought it was awesome. I don't want to get into that whole thing, but the whole, like, oh, what are you wearing? Oh, you're so beautiful. I'm like, you know what? It's not about what you have on your body. It's about the talent. And clearly she won the award, so who cares what she has on? Yeah. Does it really matter? She's awesome. No, it does not. Yeah. Sorry. I love Mad Max. I don't want to wear heels either. I can't talk about Mad Max enough. Mad Max, Mad Max. Uh, Well, besides, obviously, George Miller for Best Director, do you think there was any other snubs? Uh. Best animated short, World of Tomorrow. There we go. Um, okay. Yeah, oh, uh, I mean, okay. Uh, best original song ended up going to literally the worst song in the bunch. Well, I, I feel like for the last couple of years, it's been whatever the James Bond song is, that's what's I mean, going to okay, win. Okay, like, so that's happened now twice. Wait, what one? What <laughs> one? Skyfall. Best? Skyfall. Skyfall won in 2012. But what yeah. was the other? Oh, was that the Sam Smith song? Yes. Yeah, yeah. uh, writing's on the wall. We can all agree it's a big pile of garbage. I have actually. And he, I think I've only heard and it he once. put his foot in his mouth when he accepted his. Oh role, yeah, he which heard about made that. me laugh so hard. Like he said that he's never heard of Elton John before. He's, he said that, and I go, "There's no way that's right." And yeah. I, just, I just sat there and I go, "Okay, Elton John, uh, that guy that wrote Milk. I'm pretty sure." Yep. Like, yep. Yep. Like, yep. I, like just off the well, top of my head, let's, let's just say <laughs> what the, the he came out and said that he was the first homosexual person to win an Oscar, right? Openly, which, openly, openly. Yeah. first openly yeah. homosexual uh, person to win an Oscar because of something he was uh, misquoting right. Ian, Ian, Ian McKellen, McKellen. And, yeah. and then he was like, "I dedicate this to the LGBT," and I'm like, "I'm like, I'm sure that like." He put his foot in his mouth. What made me, which made me happier that he won, <laughs> <laughs> just for the story. But uh, the the Oscars tend to go, at least in the last couple of years, with mm-hmm. the more politically charged song. Like last year, they chose the um, Selma song uh, oh, okay. by wow. uh, John Legend, okay. and That's then the year was. before that was U two with their Mandela "Long Walk to Freedom" song, like. They've oh, been wow, doing all okay. these politically charged songs, so I expected it to go to Lady Gaga for that. Um, I don't remember the name. If it happened to you, is that the name of the song? Uh, uh, from the hunting. I know nothing. Something. I don't know. From the hunting. The hunting ground. From the hunting I want to say the hunting party, but that's a Lincoln Park album. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's their most uh, most recent okay. Lincoln Park I album. After hunting ground. I don't know. Anyways. Um, it's a documentary about uh, rape on um, college campuses. Oh, so it's it's called and, and "If Lady It Happened Gaga to You." A, Lady did Gaga did it. it. It's a good song. Oh, okay. I expected oh. it to win. Lady Gaga's not a slouch, so I'm not sure. Right, right. Lady Gaga is um, amazing. Okay. Um, I wouldn't go that far. Hey, she has a great voice. So she does have a great voice. She's got a nice, it, she's got a nice butt too. Yes, I can, oh, can confirm. Can confirm. Yeah. Have seen Thirded. it. Thirded. <laughs> um, but Tiffany, I know you had a, a emotional. Okay. Okay. Uh, so best animated short. I have. I haven't seen Bear Story, in all honesty, and I, I did watch the trailer, and I did read about it, and it seemed very, very good and very awesome. But World of Tomorrow, like, I had an emotional breakdown <laughs> watching World of Tomorrow. Can confirm. Just, <laughs> can confirm. Yeah. Just, I just sobbed through, the, like, most of it. 
because it's just fantastic. it was fantastic and it just just the the themes of it just like in my in my heart i'm like i don't want to die i don't want to get old i don't want to be uh. don't, so, yeah, don't mental... worry when you get old they'll put your consciousness into a box <laughs> in a box and i'll be screaming <laughs> to get out screaming constantly, constantly. do you think that the reason that it didn't win was not just because of not not just because of the themes, but because of the way it was animated. Well, that's what like, I was Bear just going to say. Like a unique animation Bear story style. was, and I, I'm a sucker for stop motion and everything like that. So that that's that's what kind of I'm like, oh, it's stop motion. I like that. But World of Tomorrow was so so unique because it was very simplistic, very very simple, right. not not nothing. It was boxes and lines and scribbles, but it was the the message in the story and in the dialogue and just the way it was created just blew my freaking mind. I think it speaks volumes that you can have something that is, I'm not an animation expert, but I assume it was animated relatively simply, yeah, from what I can yeah, tell. Yeah. And the, that it would have that big of an emotional impact mm-hmm. just yeah. speaks volumes about how, like the quality of the film and just how good and, it is. And just the way that the, the voices, you know, the, the, um, the voiceovers and the, and the dialogue, you know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was Emily. Oh, yeah. Emily. Emily. And then, like, you could tell that it was like a girl a little, being recorded, like not in a studio. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like a little child. Like, which, which was, which was, I want yeah, it to be purple. Yeah, I, I love. Yeah. I've always loved Don Hertzfeld. I've. That I, was the first, <clears throat> the first movie I've I've, oh. I've seen by him. See, so. I I actually saw in high school his first Oscar-nominated short called Rejected, mm-hmm. which is hilarious and amazing. And is it animated in the same style? I know. Yeah, like, but it's, it's black and, all black and white, oh. so no color. Uh, same thing with oh, um, so he's slowly moving into his, the modern. Uh, whatever the, he had a trilogy of short films that he ended yeah. up splicing together. Day. Yeah, day. what those are all the same animation as um, Rejected mm-hmm. in that black and white just cool. stick figures. This is the first one that was color, and the colors were beautiful. Like yeah. they popped yeah. so good. I absolutely loved that movie. Brown, Brown <laughs> green. There you go. Purple. <laughs> I drew a snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good stuff. Okay, so moving on um, to keeping in the movie theme, though there was a uh, official con- confirmation uh, from Stephen King this uh, week that the Dark Tower movies are finally, finally, finally moving forward. Um, they've uh, Stephen King, like I said, he tweeted and confirmed the movie was on track to be made. Uh, Dark Tower is a series of books uh, by Stephen King. It's basically his magnum opus. It's a series of seven, now eight, I think, books um, based uh, in this world. Oh, what's it called again? What's the name of the world? Uh... Um, I feel like an idiot uh, right now. World. It, it's Earth. Roland no. of Gilead. Ro- Roland of Gilead. Um, uh, and uh, anyways. Uh, Dark so, Tower World. Dark Tower World, <laughs> sure. But uh, so the, this movie has been like languishing in development hell for so long. I have just a couple things here. J.J. Uh, Abrams was in charge to direct it from 2007 to 2009. And then... In 2009, Ron Howard took over for it, right. and, and that's when it was going to be a miniseries on TV. It was, oh, well, I remember no, that. It was going to be they were going to do a movie based on the Gunslinger, and then mm-hmm. they were going to do like two seasons of a TV show, right. and then they were going to do another movie, two more seasons of a TV show, and then finish it with a movie, right. which I think was like way too overly ambitious. But yeah, like six seasons in a movie, more well, yeah, <laughs> uh, four seasons in three movies, yeah, right, uh, which is awesome. But now, currently. Um, 
I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, Nicolaj Arcel is set to direct the latest version. Uh, it's going to star Idris Elba as Roland Deshane <gasps> and Gilead. And Matthew McConaughey is going to star as the villain Randall Flagg. Yeah, uh, the man, man in black. Elba is amazing. Man in Black fled across the <gasps> desert and the gunslinger followed. Yeah. I think that's that, how it starts. That, that happens. Yeah, that's how the movie starts. Ooh. So, Alex, I know you're a fan of The Dark Tower. And I, Tiffany, I know you know nothing about it. I know nothing Tower. about it, but you. What do you guys think about it? You this? had me hooked at Idris Elba. Oh, um, yeah, that's a, such I, a great character. I'm in. Voice, I think. I'm in. My. Are you gonna Oscar so white? I, I, <laughs> my main issue is um, they make a big point in the books to talk about uh, Roland's eyes, and they're like a deep blue. Okay, and they come up so many times. It's almost like when they cast Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter, and everyone's like, "As long as his eyes are the right color, I don't care." And then, is that really what you were saying? Was that really what people were saying? When, every, when everyone lost their mind really? when he didn't have uh, color eyes. Really? I do not remember uh, that yeah. movie because the, I was 11. They actually tried shooting the movie, the Harry Potter movies, with him with contacts Contact, in. I remember hearing they and ended up taking the, him out, it didn't right? look good, so they took him out. Yeah. And everyone lost their friggin' minds. So you think that's going to be an issue with the new... Does his eyes actually play a role in the plot? Um, or is it just something that, that no, King mentions No, but lot? it's something that comes up a lot. And I actually... It, I think it does play a little part when in the third book, mm-hmm. not to do any spoilers it's okay, it's or okay. anything. Well, it's the third I, book was a ninety-five. It's yeah, at this but point. Um, I think it does play a small part in the third book. Okay, okay. if I remember correctly, I think it plays a big part in uh, fangirls' hearts. But his I, eyes were not the right color. But I also love Idris Elba, so I'm totally okay with that. So like I, awesome. I want him to play James Bond, which that would be oh. perfect. Everyone's always been talking about. That so. would be the movie that would actually make me watch a so, James Bond movie. You know, I'd I be mean, totally yeah. okay with if this like springboards him into being Bond. That would be, That'd be totally sweet. cool. But I'm. Totally okay with both of these actors cast this way. I'd actually be fine with them if they'd been cast the other way, too. Like, yeah, that's actually pretty fair. Just sure. both of these actors are awesome. So, All right, so I know that like eventually this is my, uh, minor spoilers for Dark Tower, I think books six and seven. Eventually, I know it gets into really weird territory where Stephen King actually yeah. becomes a, a character in his own books. Yeah. Do you think they're going to do that? or do Because it's I, a big deal. Like, uh, and do you think they're how, do you think they're... I'm, How do you think they're going to I'm sure that? it won't be actually Stephen King. But do you think it'll be a character called Stephen King? Yes. There will be a character and... Um, they're mocking us. No, I'm just... I'm just. Te- I'm also engineering this podcast, so I'm trying um, to make sure audio levels are okay, and okay, I think they okay. are. They'll, they'll, I just correct. don't know what I'm looking at. Fair enough. I'm sure they'll cast some, someone to play Stephen King. And even if it isn't actually Stephen King, if they decide to just rename the character, they'll make it look like Stephen King as like a wink-wink, nudge-nudge. Nudge-nudge-nod-nod nudge, type of yeah. deal. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I think it's uh, uh, Cards on the Table. I've only read the first four, and so this is actually going to definitely um, make me want to go back and re- like finish rereading them. Definitely. But uh, this is like a big deal because, like, I don't know, they've been talking about this for years, and I know it's like an amazingly epic story. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm super looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah. Me too. Also, the casting of Matthew McConaughey gets me really excited because I can't think of a bad thing he's done in the last five or six years since he like <laughs> came back in on the scene he right hasn't right done anything yeah so he's been picking his his projects very very carefully yeah, so that gets me really excited all right all right all right that's a thing i'm gonna take my shirt off <laughs> please don't no that's a matthew mcconaughey thing i'm, yeah. I'm just in general normally I, I have a stopwatch don't. when i'm watching his movies and i'm like how long before he takes his shirt off mm. click click is that really what you do yeah obviously okay, okay. Click, 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 That's gross, Alex. That's gross. I see what you did there. Yeah. You did a gross thing. Clever.
So, uh, on to our main yeah, uh, discussion for today. I'm so excited about uh, this. So, recently, um, Tiffany and I, well, I have had the, uh, Tiffany and I have been watching some horror movies. I know mm-hmm. Alex has as well. Uh, we recently saw The Witch, Alex and I, not together. But we recently saw The Witch, and it was a Alex, this was your idea for a segment. So, <laughs> yeah. do you want to talk about The Witch? Uh, sure. So, uh, The Witch is awesome. Um, <laughs> Moving on. No, <laughs> so, uh, The Witch. What is, is The Witch? The Witch is a movie that came out, uh, I don't know, like two weeks ago Ish. by Robert Eggers. That sounds his right. name Robert or David? Oh, God. I should have looked I this up. I think it's Robert. Cause I'm pretty sure his name's Robert Eggers. Um, it's, it's a small movie that came out of uh, Sundance, Sundance last year. Yes. It was bought by A24, mm-hmm. and this is actually their first wide release. So yeah, it was, it was originally was going to be big, a direct TV. It was uh, originally going to be a direct TV VOD yeah. release, and then they decided to upscale it. And it is Robert. <laughs> Robert, it is Robert, Robert Eggers. Eggers. Sorry, not to interrupt you. Okay, so Robert Eggers. Um, and they decided to upscale it and do their first wide release because up until now, A24, even with like Ex Machina and Spring Breakers, um, they did a a limited release and then an upscale like slowly. A rollout. Uh, A rollout. There you go. Um, This is their first wide release, so it was a big deal, and it was awesome. I I immediately went out and saw it because I've liked almost everything I've seen from A24. They're a little indie... Um, distributor that's really cool we haven't had like a, uh, a production obviously not a production studio but like a uh, distribution studio yeah. in a while that's like had like hit not hit after hit but like solid movie after solid right. movie yeah and it's when like you're old, an indie, indie line, studio so. like that it's easier to yeah, pick and choose suppose. but um yeah the, the Witch is a it takes place in the 16 80s. That sounds about uh, off the top of my head. I don't. It takes place like 50 years before the Salem witch trials. It's pre witch trials. Right. And it's set in in New England. In New England. I'm pretty sure Massachusetts. Because they call it the Commonwealth. Yes, they do. Which makes me think it's Massachusetts. Um, And it's about a super Christian family that, like, in the first five minutes of the movie, they disagree with their uh, community Mm. and they get uh, exiled. No, the, there's the word. I'm trying to think of the, the word that they use in the movie because oh, um, they say it funny. Ban- but they get they get ban- banished is what they is what they say in the movie. There we go. Because they they use ye old timey English. Yeah, the actual pro- the proper pronunciation of the movie is the vitch because vi- it's made the, with two v's. Double v. Uh, 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 um, so they I get banished and they find this little grove next to a, a wooded area where they're going to live, and then um, there's a witch. High jinks and Sue. Not, not to make it sound like fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of the opposite of fun. It's, uh, it's a really creepy, really uh, slow-moving movie, but it's beautifully shot. It's beautifully acted. Oh, yeah. Um, I, the word beautiful, I think, applies in all I would say gorgeous. Of, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Really, really well done, and it, the entire the tone throughout the entire thing is so just unsettling and oh and yeah. Cre- and one creepy. one of my favorite things about the movie is they do these extreme close ups pretty often, or not too often, but pretty often. Not Tom Hooper often, but like. But you mean like like just like the like the, 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 yeah. of, of the of, of the character's face, like um, that's what I believe the, the opening shot is is of Thomason, which is the main right, character. right the main girl uh, yeah, yeah the main girl it's just like that close up of her face yeah um yeah they, he does that often and he like never cuts away which is my favorite part and it's unsettling that he never cuts yeah. away because you you just see these people like 
anguishing and it's unsettling. Yeah. Uh, everything about the movie just unnerved me and it was awesome. It I was, loved it. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. And oh, it was I'm excellent. too scared to see it. I it, don't think uh, it's I'm not too that scary. Scared. To be fair, uh, it's not that scary. It's not like straight up scary. Like no, I know, I know. A lot of like the the more modern horror movies, and this is kind of a segue into what the larger yeah. topic here is going to be. A lot of the more modern horror movies aren't just like they're not in your face scary because they're not like overly violent and they're not um, just like they're going more for like a tone and uh, just like a slow build as opposed to uh, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. Yeah, which but that whole do exist in some. Garbage for That whole nowadays. time period freaks me out, and that whole just way people thought and they're you know yeah. governed oh, yeah. by it's religion. A very, religi- it's a very religious movie. It creeps movie. me like, out. That's what I loved about the movie, though, because if you, if you tried to t- make it take place in any other time period, it would seem ridiculous. Yeah. But the fact that it's taking place in like the 1600s when witches were actually thought to be oh, real yeah. things and Ugh. people actually feared for their lives about it. Like, uh, I've seen the movie, which is also a documentary. Like, they, they were real. They ma- <laughs> just watching the movie made me <laughs> scared of witches, and I'm like, wait, hold on, They're- pump the brakes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I haven't run into a witch recently. Um. But so the witch is uh, the newest in a long line of, or not a long line, a very short line of amazing horror movies that have been coming out recently. Some of the other ones that I know we've all both or all of us have watched, uh, It Follows and uh, The Babadook. Yeah. Um, Tip, uh, Tiffany, how, what do you feel about those movies? What do you want me to talk about first? Either or. They're um, all amazing. I want to talk about, because I know you were just talking about uh, the close-up shots in The Witch that I have not seen, but the, It Follows did the opposite for me. And they, the same thing with like holding shots and not cutting away, but there were a lot of wide shots and yeah. extreme wide shots and shots from behind where you weren't seeing people's faces. So very alienating. Um and lots of slow zoom ins and you know yeah. ease every ins. Shot in every movie shot was moving. It like was so weird. Talk about was... amazing cinematography and setting a tone with just a camera. Just very creepy, very unsettling, like someone who was always there. Yeah. It follows is amazing. Oh yeah. Another slow, you I, had, I this is the second time I've seen it. I've actually seen it before. But just very <laughs> the music was very good. Uh, what was the guy's name? Disaster Piece. Disaster Piece. It is one of my favorite film scores in the last it's like five awesome. years. It because, was just well, it, it it felt a lot like classic horror movie film yeah, scores to me. Yeah. Like it reminded me so much of Halloween's score, the okay. first Halloween, mm-hmm. where I was just like, "This is setting a tone for the movie yeah. yep. and doing it perfectly. Ew. Not obtrusive. It's in the background, not being like wah." <laughs> When it shouldn't be, yeah. There's no, there was no loud like shing. You're right. Like, like right. The, the it's not trying. It's not trying to um, inorganically create a jump scares. Yeah, exactly. Or like yeah. there was. Uh, we were watching the thing about ta- what disaster was talking about it, and um, there was a sequence where she starts to drive, and the music is like droning, droning, right. droning, and it slowly fades into like just the natural sounds of the engine. Right. So it was like really, really well done in yeah. that sense. That, yeah. Oh, I loved it. I just yeah. like the atmosphere of that movie. Talking about, I mean, and, and we'll talk about Babadook in a second. Another movie with great atmosphere. So three different, very different movies with very different atmospheres. Right. Like, I just, it, I don't know. It follows that whole concept is scary, where you're just you always have to be moving. Right. This right. thing is always, it's always just walking to yeah. you. There is no rest. But just that idea oh, of the, just those last. moments. Just those moments where she would stop. This the main character. She would just stop and kind of like breathe for a second, and then just be like, have to move again. 
and, and you would like be looking in the background. Oh and God! Not, not necessarily it would be like a crowd, but she was at like a school at one point, right. and you see like anyone who's crossing the campus could be right. what is going on. I, who could I, I yeah. love that three sixty shot. Oh, they did oh, that, like, that was three amazing. Or four times. But you're talking about the one like in the actual school, right? The one yeah, in, in the, the school, school where where it pans and you're like, oh, this is normal, and then and you then see you see going. someone and you're like. Huh, that person looks like they're walking in this direction, and then it comes back around and they're and much they're closer, closer and they're yeah. clearly oh, walking in this direction. So just very deliberate. I love, like I said before, I love the wide shots, the extreme wide shots, and just just not being able to, see, you know, every, a lot of shots from behind. You don't see that a lot. You see a lot of going into people's faces and close ups and right. stuff, and you never really see a lot of movies where things are shot from behind the character, so you're not seeing their face. So it just adds that other level of almost voyeurism, like where you're like, ooh, mm. somebody's watching you. Very cool. And so it follows deals with like uh, a lot of themes of like the sexuality and um, not necessarily like STDs, but you can tell that there's definitely like metaphorical stuff going on, like the the shot, the shot with the pool that we were noted, yeah. noticing and things like that, um, like the loss of innocence. Yeah, like yeah. Yep. Another movie that deals with a lot of metaphor, metaphorical oh, stuff yeah. would be The Babadook. <gasps> nice transition. Thank Solid you. Solid transition. Oh yeah, yeah. Babadook deals a lot with minor spoilers here, just like depression yeah. and. Um, Mental loss. illness, grief, and loss, loss. And grief, grief, and it's just an amazing portrait of this woman and her son going through like the hardest time of their life, yeah. and it's fascinating and it's so creepy. Oh and my god! It, uh, just a quick thing, uh, plot summary: The Babadook is about this woman and her son. Uh, they've lost the the husband died uh, literally on the night that the, the son was born, died in a car accident on the way. This is opening scene stuff, so it's not yeah, no spoiler spoilers. or anything. And they find a. Um, a uh, bedtime story called The Babadook on the kid's shelf. Mm-hmm. No explanation where it comes from. They read it, and then the Babadook starts stalking them. It's this entity, this creature that you never fully see um, is basically, like, haunting these two people. And it's just, like, they're, like the, the mother's mental breakdown in the light of this uh, just unstoppable force. Not at following her, but just, like, attacking her. Mm-hmm. It's so well shot, edited. It just, like... The the color palette is oh so drab. Yep. It like sucks. You like you can feel the depression just like uh, pressing on on this woman and this family. It is fantastic. It is fantastic. I love that movie. I was so scared. It was your first like, time seeing it. I, it, right? I had never seen it and I didn't know what it was about. And like the first half of the movie, like I had to have you come sit on the couch with me. I was <laughs> so creeped out because I, you know. Even though I'm 29, like, you still, like, oh, what's that in the night? Like, yeah. it's very, very, like, almost bedtime, you know, bedtime story, yeah. monster in the closet, very, like, relatable to childhood. And then, like, halfway through the movie, I don't want, you know, no spoilers, but halfway through the movie, like, when you realize what's going on, it's like, whoa, everything I thought, and, and the movie kind of leads you that way, that kind of, you know, you have the little kid, and you have all this stuff in the book, and then halfway through the movie, like, everything you thought was going on, was just not what was actually going on. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a clear shift. Yeah, and like a clear yeah. tonal shift. Like when you when that other foot drops and you realize, wait a minute, maybe it's is it real? Is it not real? Right. Yeah. Well, the other I thing cool. I know you're talking about the the color palette and the thing, and I can't think of the director's name right now, but I know she. It's a woman, which is really cool. Um, was inspired by German expressionism, and one of my favorite movies like that is uh, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Very creepy, just like a 1920s, silent, yeah, silent uh, movie about a somnambulist, yep, a sleepwalker. Um, so just like that idea of like the shadows and playing with the the, the lights and the darks and, and that type of weird, unsettling, you know, Jennifer shot composition. Kent, I think her name is yeah, is. her yeah. name is Jennifer Kent. 
But I like that. I like that she in a in a modern horror movie, we can still take those those things from the silent era from Mm -hmm. that time period and kind of apply them. And it worked. And as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I totally see that, and it was I saw what she was going for visually, mm-hmm. so that helped with the the tone of the yeah. movie. A, lo- a lot of the best horror movies have that kind of um, visual style mm-hmm. to it, where they clearly know what they want to do. Wanna, what they want to do, yeah, they, they're setting they, out to accomplish a specific. Right, goal. right. I think that's something that you see in a lot of like the best horror movies. Like cool. even The Witch was like that. Yes. It, it had such a drab palette and. Mm-hmm. Whenever there was color, it yeah, like, like a red on yeah. someone or something like that. Like on the witch. Oh, whoa! Metaphor. Um, whoa! Yeah, awesome. That is good. So we've talked about a couple really good movies. There have been some absolute garbage <laughs> horror movies some? that have come out. Some, some, no, but like I, I'm just interested, and I know I know you were the one who posed this topic in generalized. So I'm interested on your thoughts on just like why we get some of these like really. I don't want to sound all. Uh, I don't know, stuck up in artsy fartsy. Pretentious. Like, we have all that's the word. Thank yeah. you. We have all these like really good, well constructed, mature, like, mature, slow, awesome horror movies like It Follows Babadook Witch. Um, but then you have your paranormal activities, you have your Saw Sevens. Right. Um, <laughs> the final chapter. Yeah, the final. <laughs> but, but not really, because they're coming back. Just kidding. I have a Saw spot in my heart for the Saw movies. <laughs> but, anyways, um, like we have all these other like schlocky type horror movies. Do you think it's just because they're playing to the lowest common denominator, or do you think that like modern? Oh, I have a great sorry. I have a great story about the witch. This is leading into this conversation. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I saw when I put a a pin in it. No, no, this is not a pin. This is right now. When I saw the witch, it was me and like I think six other people in the theater. It was not that much done. The last shot happens. Screen goes to black. The two people in front of us go. That was horrible. Yeah, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. And the and the, the woman was just complaining about it the entire way out and the guy was like well we'll go home and we'll watch some freddy krueger like oh, it, it, well, yeah like it just it's such a, a portrait of what the average person wants yep. when this they just want the blood and guts and slash like they, they can't appreciate a, a but you know the blood and guts there's movie. a place for that because like i love one of my favorite horror movies is suspiria it's very, yeah. very but actually that's another yeah. kind of slow you yeah i'm like you're, but, you're you're about to make a bad point. yeah but, it's, <laughs> but but it's very violent it's very whatever and like freddy krueger right. i mean i have a soft you spot you can I have a soft spot for violence in your movie by but still have it be really good like one of my my point is going to be the movie i watched last night kill list okay kill list what's has, this movie about so kill list is about um this hit hit man i guess would be the proper thing to call him mm-hmm. yeah that uh he's gone into retirement after a job went bad they don't really describe it a lot and now he's run out of money this is like eight or nine months later mm-hmm. and so him and his partner have to go back to to uh to moiterin to moiterin Moira. yeah and uh, hijinks ensue. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's hyper-violent, as you can probably imagine, because it's With about a name hit, like that, hitmen, yeah. and uh, it's about a kill list. So it, th- there's a lot of violence, but it, it, it's one of those movies that it, it's got that ambiance that mm-hmm. it sets well. It's a slow burn, really well acted. Like, you can have these movies that are really violent that aren't reliant on jump scares or yeah, showing you something like so gory that yeah. you just w- have you to turn look away, away. Like, like in Saw 3 I think my... it was when they are chopping up pigs oh god right. I had nightmares but my thing is like if you don't find 
real life scary, like, you know, sexuality and, and that type of, you know, mental illness, mental illness and grief and depression. Like these they're these people now are these directors and writers they are taking these themes from real life and personifying them, making mm-hmm. them real. If you don't find that scary, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like I, that mental illness and depression, that is terrifying. You're in your yeah. own head. I, I think you hit, yeah. one, hit on one of the main points. It's um, the fact that these movies are being directed and written by talented people. Yeah. I, I think that on the whole, horror as a genre is one of the easiest genres to start in. Yes. And, and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll pick up a director for cheap, have, give them a pretty decent budget, mm-hmm. and be like, make a movie. And it'll it could be amazing, but it, it could be garbage. But I think we're seeing that these are directors that we should be following. That's a very like good I, point. I, yeah. I think, and there are plenty of directors that like we know of now that have started in kind of you know the horror genre and made something amazing that mm-hmm. we still remember, like Ridley Scott. Like one yeah. of his first movies was Alien, yep. which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah, and the fact that he was one of like a Generally unknown director at that point. He directed one movie before that, The Duelists. Yep. Um, he was unknown before that, and he makes this great horror movie, and that just skyrocketed his, mm-hmm. his career. And then, like, Peter Jackson started in horror. John Carpenter. Oh, yeah. John Carpenter, this horror. Like, all these great directors. Uh, Steven Spielberg, his first movie, The Duel. The Duel is yeah. basically yeah. a which chase movie. Basically a chase horror mm-hmm. movie. Yep. What I would call it horror. Stalker, yeah. 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 And, but, like, all these amazing directors. Jaws. Jaws. Jaws is definitely a horror movie. All these amazing directors started in in horror and made their way up. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that since horror's just, they've oversaturated the market to a point where everyone's making their start now in horror. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to get your movie distributed on a Netflix, on a, like, a direct movie on YouTube. It's so easy to get your movie out there nowadays. So, um, I think the the real key here is that we're we're seeing movies from, like, talented filmmakers that, You should write their name down and be like, this person's going to make an, another amazing movie soon. The, the next movie they make will be excellent. Like um, Ben Wheatley, the guy who directed Kill List, mm-hmm. um, his second movie was called Sightseers. Okay. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a no. it's a dark comedy Ooh. about these this couple that are traveling and killing people. Oh, it's, like you do. It's it's yeah, hijinks and Sue. Um, it's TM. It's amazing. I I absolutely love that movie too. And then he has a new movie coming out this year, I believe, called High Rise. Okay. With um, Loki. Uh, Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. And I'm cool. so excited for that, mainly because like I've seen this guy make two amazing movies. Nice. And uh, yeah, yeah, that is exciting. I have a little bit more, but we're almost running out of time. I okay. put together a little uh, quiz um, for you guys about oh, horror no. movies. And, I already uh, know Alex's you know questions. Alex's questions. I actually did, I ran them through you. She, if, did, she actually did really well. I did really well. So I'm going to do very poorly. If you don't no, know, I, I kind of tailored the questions. If you don't know you the answers, um, I'm better than you and I win. Six I mean, I already think you're better than me. Right, so. I know. I so know. we're going to start off. Don't with, start with uh, me. Who wants to? So Alex. Alphabetical order. Okay, alphabetical order. All right. So, Alex. This is a classic monster movie question. Oh, okay. Boris Karloff is famous for originally playing which titular monster in this 1931 movie? Oh, okay. Are there options? No. Nope. I'm going to go with um, the Babadook. Okay. <laughs> you were way off. Oh. Do you seriously not know? Uh, Dracula? No. Uh... Uh, I don't know. Okay, it's Frankenstein. That actually. one. It's Frankenstein's yep. monster. No, the movie is Frankenstein. Oh, the movie is Frankenstein. I don't know. All right, bonus question. Do you know who took over the role after Karloff? Um, the, who what? took over the role of Frankenstein after Boris Karloff left? Uh, 
ever. Okay, you don't Be- know it because uh, that that yes, guy ever. that guy that played him in uh, Young Frankenstein was really good. Sure. Okay. Uh, Do you know the answer? I, I saw your hand up. Do you know who took over <gasps> after Karloff? Yeah, that's no. what I was going to say. Peter Boyle. Lon Chaney Jr. That's Shannon. Took Shannon's, over uh, in, uh, no, Peter Boyle. I Shannon's think that's watching. Okay, okay, that, that's he played true. Frankenstein's monster in Young Frankenstein. That's okay. okay. I said the mummy. The best so. Frankenstein movie. Probably. <laughs> I uh, didn't get either not, of those not, either. Um, I Frankenstein? Vic, not Victor Frankenstein? Yeah, uh, no, no. I Frankenstein. That That is a great movie. That's Aaron the, Eckhart. That's Aaron Eckhart. That yeah, yeah, Two-Face. All right, moving All right, on. Tiffany. Moving on. Oh, mate, okay. All right, your question. Yep. Bella Lugosi is famous for originally playing which titular monster really? in this 1930s? I feel movie. like you made my question so easy because it's Dracula. It oh. is Dracula. Uh, I got that are you, one. Are you being nice to me? No, I'm, I'm your, not being nice to you. Because I I'm your wife. I thought Frankenstein was an easy get. Hey, I thought that was. Is that what? These are supposed to be lobs to start off Let's all, okay, it's all downhill for me. Is it just because we're married? It might be. And you might have just absorbed all this stuff. I absorbed it. Osmosis. Spit on her because osmosis is cold water. Okay, I'm um, following you. Bonus: Who played Count Dracula in the Hammer horror versions of these movies? Who that? What? Hammer horror. <laughs> Hammer was a production company in the 1950s. He passed. He's I, have, I don't he's, even know what that means. Alex Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, correct. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't R- know. R- I don't R- do. I don't do vampires. I'm not really a Dracula vampire fan, other than uh, no, let okay. let the right one let in. Right That's one really in. the only. And what's his name? Gary Oldman played Dracula. Dracula and Dracula. In, yeah. in Francis yeah. Ford Coppola's Pass. who also made his start in uh, Vampires Horror. Pass. <laughs> okay. it's, uh, I hope there's a zombies question. There is a there. zombies oh, question. We're God. coming up. Alex. Yes. What zombie movie is a pseudo sequel to Night of the Living Dead and assumes that the events of that movie took place? Dawn of the Dead. No. That's what I said, That's and a full I didn't. Sequel. And I know oh, I didn't know Diary what that meant. Of the dead. No. Uh, Which is also Day a... of the Dead. No, it's none of the. Uh, it is of the Dead. Uh, it's not a George Romero movie. Oh, it's not a George Romero movie. No. It's Zombie Two. Return. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a deep a, cut. It's a Lucio Fulci movie. Deep cut. It's a great movie. Return of the Living Dead. Oh, damn. Didn't know uh, that either. Bonus. What was the specific piece of zombie lore that that movie introduced? Um, it's a very specific piece. Uh, they eat brains. Yeah! Yes, that is it. I knew that. I already know all your questions. Okay, go. Finish this quote from this 1978 movie. They're coming to get you, Barbara. No? When there's no more room in hell. The dead will walk the earth. Yes, the dead will walk the earth. Bonus. How many of the dead movies has George Romero directed? Okay. um, Bonuses are supposed to be specifically very Wait, okay. So (laughs) Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Diary of the Dead. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like there was one more. I feel like I shouldn't have tried listing them all just now. <laughs> was there five? Four. Six. 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 Oh, there I missed six. There was night, dawn, dawn day, day, land, land, diary, and then there was one more. How did I, I remember land? Called. We saw that. We saw I was it. so excited about that. It was a good movie. Is, is the last That's one okay. that he did the one that was... Um, it was uh, first no, person. No, that was Diary. That was Diary. Okay, that was Diary. Another one after okay. it that was more traditional. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah um, I didn't see that like, one. Which one had uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost? That Diary? Land. Land. Land, land, land. Yeah. yeah. They, they, um, they were zombies. Yeah. Um, that was a tough right, one. Alex. Yes. Which horror movie has won the big five at the Oscars? That's best Silence picture. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, geez. Nailed it. Okay. Bonus. Wait, yeah. Tell it's, us what the big five is because uh, I oh, didn't big, know. Big five is best picture, director, actor, actress, and screenplay. Right. Nice. Okay. What yeah. is the name of the movie featuring Hannibal Lecter that came out before Silence of the Lambs? It is called uh, Manhunt. Yes, it is. Uh, Manhunter. Manhunter. I'll, I'll give, I'll give and it, it has uh, Brian Cox yes. as Hannibal Are Lecter. you keeping 
Are you going to grade us on Well, this? I'm just keeping track yeah, of who got which one. He's keeping track of the fact that I'm losing. All right. Okay. Uh, Tiffany. Yep. Which movie is credited with revitalizing the horror genre in the mid-90s with restarting the slasher genre? Oh. Oh. Scream? Yes. Yeah. What is the name of the killer persona in Scream? It's bonus question. Ghostface. It is Ghostface. That was easy. Ghostface killer. Ghostface mother. Especially when Alex's next question I got right, so yeah, I'm impressed with Tiffany knew the I'm, answer. I'm gonna get I think you I think you threw some softballs at me. Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey starred in the fourth installment in this horror franchise. I'm so happy that I knew this. Texas Chainsaw <gasps> Massacre. Nailed it. Got well it. done. <clears throat> bonus question. What's the subtitle of that movie? Tiffany also got this I right. I got this right. I, I don't know how. I got it right, though. It's, oh, God. It's not, oh, God. No. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Um, it's like Reborn or no. something. It is, it is it's something so garbage. Like Rebirth. Uh, it's the something. next generation. Oh. I don't know how I knew that, but garbage. I did. And but I knew that. Tiffany, I'm just glad I got the first question. Is this my last question? Yes. Okay. In the 1978 film Halloween. Yep. What was the name of the character played by Donald Pleasance? Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, uh, uh, this is the, the. Oh my god! I can't think of his name right now. That's this is really embarrassing. This is super embarrassing is because it's. Oh, mm, I'm trying not to swear. I'm so. Oh, shoot! I can't. Okay, it is Samuel Loomis. Loomis, I like couldn't think of the guy's freaking name. Bonus question: oh, Which cool. movie inspired the name for that character? Oh, that's tough. If you, I feel like I, oh, I definitely know this, but I don't know it. Um, Loomis. That just came up recently because this is something that I remember hearing in another movie or something, and I'm like, oh, I know this. I have no idea. Uh, Psycho. Yeah, it's, it's the name yep. of the boyfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like this man. Yeah, I love Psycho. That was Psycho hard. Was movie. Thank you. So who All won? Right. All right, uh, um, let me let me add up the scores here. Uh, one, Tiffany got one, two, three questions right. Alex got two questions right. I didn't yeah. count the bonus questions. Nailed so yeah. it. Yeah, those are going to be tiebreakers. Those were hard. So, yeah, I, I had fun putting that together. Yeah, you did. So yeah, I had way too much. I fun. know he had way too much. Nice. All right, so can confirm that brings us to the end of oh. our first. Episode. Yeah. Our zero. Yeah, episode zero. Yeah. This is like I said, this is just more of a test run to see how things go. Um if everyone out there liked this, uh, you guys can contact us at uh no refunds podcast at gmail.com. Um feel free to send us an email, feedback. If you have questions, we would love to answer them. Um would we really love to answer them? One um, of us would. I would like me. to. I'm yeah, really excited. Yeah, I don't have time for I, that. I, I, Shouldn't have contact with the outside world. That's understandable. So, uh, <laughs> Alex also sense. shouldn't be within uh, 50 feet of a school. Yeah. You're or a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> but they have such fun games. <laughs> I know. But they won't let me in without a child. Fair enough. Um, is, is there any place that you guys want to send people on the internet to find you guys? Or? I don't want anyone to find That's me. That's understandable. Um, non dot com. Yeah. That's where you can find with a hyphen in the middle. Okay. somewhere. That's where you can find other stuff put um, put out by our contrib- our contributors to the blog that right. we run. Right. Um, Nonsensical ramblings. There was a uh, Peter uh, just put up recently put up a, a review book of review. A, of a book. Yeah. What, what was the book? Do you know? I don't remember the name of it. It was a really it was a really interesting sounding book though. Like it was about like a dystopian future. Tiffany. Ooh, I would like love. It. That. That's yeah. my that's my jam. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. So that brings us to the end. Uh, thanks for listening. This episode of No Refunds, Episode Zero, was recorded on Saturday, March 5th, 2016. Uh, hosting for No Refunds is generously, generously provided by HC Media and Haverhill Mass. Our theme song was composed by Kevin McLeod of Incomptech.com. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time here on No Refunds. Bye. Bye. Bye.